in case you missed it on Newsbreak. We express our condolences to our family. Uh, this is somebody who has been a public servant for over 30 years. And when I say servant, she would really epitomize the servant part of what being a public servant has been all about. From all that I know, she seems to have been somebody who put the interests of people first, worked really hard to avoid wastage of public money on stuff that was irregular and unlawful, and paid the consequences for it. Not only was she killed, but prior to this, she was suspended, uh, she was moved to junior post, and you get the sense of somebody who stood her ground, knew what was right and wrong. There was no gray area as far as corruption and unethical behavior was concerned. Do you believe she was seen as a threat? Very much so. The way in which she was killed is very similar to other kinds of killings of whistleblowers in in the last decade or more across the length and breadth of South Africa, and particularly in KZN as well. I think that because she was involved with the investigations around the PPE scandal in Gauteng, has been working with the SIU, her work as an acting CFO led to dismissals of people in the Department of Health, and She was helping the SIU and others with actions to recover money that was stolen from the department. So clearly she was a threat. Her presence there, I think, was was an obstacle to the corrupt syndicates that that operate within the Department of Health and, and I suppose, broadly in Gauteng. Nishan, we understand that Babita was also engaging with the foundation. What were those engagements about? Well, her engagements were really with me telephonically and via WhatsApp. It started about July last year after all of the PPE scandals started to come out and when she got a sense that things were not right in the Department of Health. And especially once our society started making a noise about this, I think she found courage in the voices outside of government that were concerned about the issues that she was concerned about and hence started talking to me about what was going on in there, sharing some information on what was going on, as well as the the kinds of experiences that people like her were going through in their attempts to root out the corruption there. What will you now do with that information? Well, I've shared it with investigative journalists and as well with people in provincial government. We hope to be able to share it with the investigating officers if they will require it as well. Babita has been described by many as a champion of fighting corruption. Your views then, Nishan, on any type of attempts or actions that threaten to silence whistleblowers? There's always going to be efforts to silence whistleblowers. So long as there is corruption in government and so long as there are people who are willing to stand up to that corruption, there will be attempts to silence them. What we need to do as a country, and this is what we have previously said to the president, regard whistleblowers as as national treasures in this country. Create the mechanisms for them to report directly to the most senior person in government. Create secure channels for that kind of communication. And then create the safety that whistleblowers require. I think lastly, it's up to the public. If we don't celebrate people like Babita, and if we don't, raise our voices against corruption more loudly than we have, then her death would have been in vain. But also many others who would want to speak up and and take a stand against corruption might in fact begin to think twice. And it's in that light 
that the Defend Our Democracy campaign, the Katara Foundation and others are hosting a candlelight vigil outside the office of the Premier tomorrow at 5 p.m. at Mary Fitzgerald Square in Gauteng. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.